Hey guys, it's Adi Savir and you're listening to the All Blacks Podcast. Hello and welcome to the All Blacks Podcast. I'm Andy Burt and I'm joined today by Tafinga Fapulier from the Laughing Samoans. Talofa Tafinga. Talofa, great to be here Andy. Well, I know other Samoan words, but they're probably not appropriate to say on the show, so I'll leave it at that. Hey, um, Tafinga, we know you as a member of the Laughing Samoans, well known in New Zealand and around the world, but um, can you just tell the fans out there listening um, your background, where you grew up, and your first earliest rugby rugby memory? Yeah, um, I'm born born and bred in Wellington, uh, went to Broomport School, then to Swiss Intermediate, and then uh, was fortunate to uh, make it into Rongatai Boys College. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much uh, my background with uh, education. Um, I'm an only child, which is not a common thing in uh, in island families. You know, we usually try and hit the double digits and stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, uh, my first encounter with rugby wasn't until I got to college. So I was brought up playing rugby league, um, and then uh, once I got into Rangatai College, then that's when I got introduced into rugby. And yeah, just uh, really enjoyed the. Not just the sport, but also it's mostly the brotherhood, you know, the working together with and making friends, you know. So uh, that'll be the, the ultimate things for me. And Rongatai College in Wellington, pr- a lot of prominent rugby players coming out of that school. Can you tell us about a couple of those and the relationships you may have with th- those players as well? Yeah, I guess um, probably the the All Black that made the well, the Rongatai boy that made the um, All Blacks while I was sort of like coming out of school was uh, Junior Tunu. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was his last year was my first year at school, and I think Junior was like uh, 28 uh, while he was still at Rongatai. <laughs> but um, yeah, there were there were there are a lot. Uh, I mean, you got the the likes of uh, uh, the Savier brothers, Savier brothers. Um, you know, Adi and Julian. Um, there also been Roy Kinkinila who played for the Sevens, uh, Ambrose Curtis as well. Uh, you got Motu Matu, um, and uh, also. Uh, um, Oh, Lee Atawa as well uh, from Strathmore, you know, play for the Manusa Amor. Uh, yeah, so there have been a lot of players that have come through there um, and uh, done really well uh, through rugby. And uh, it's great to see uh, we still got a couple of All Blacks in there. Ma'anonu is uh, definitely one of the uh, ambassadors of our school and uh, a great All Black as well. So, yeah, there's so many, mate. <laughs> And uh, great to hear Afisa mentioned he's a contributor to allblacks.com, so shout out to Afisa. Um, Mate, a lot of great rugby players from Rangatai and Oriental Rangatai is just down the road and you live in the area. Um, what does that club mean to the local community there in Miramar? Yeah, I think it's um, one of the things we've always, it's probably one of the smallest clubs in Wellington, but then you look at uh, you know the quality of players that they've produced. But it's not just um, the quality of players, I think it's the quality of uh, club that it is in terms of, it's a small club but it's a big family. Um, and I think that's why you've got second, third generation, you know, fourth generation families uh, still coming back to the club because of uh, just the connection and the uh, relationships that have been built through Ori. So, you know, if you do come down, uh, you, you'll see, you know, there's only a couple of fields there at Ori. It's a small club, but, uh, you know, once you're part of the family, that's it. You know, you're hooked, and, uh, and that's what I really love about Ori. And they always punch above their weight, you know, Still got All Blacks in there. I've got to, always got to mention the All Black boys, you know, the Savier boys and that, uh, and, my, and that uh, that play for the All Blacks and, and come from our very small, humble club of Oriental Rangatai. And if you're in Miramar, you actually see Artie and Julian still down there when they can, watching um, Ori's play or running around the neighbourhood with their dogs, you know, and uh, they're still pretty prominent in the area, aren't they? 
Yeah, no, they are. And, uh, and, and that's what I mean, you know, it's a small community out in the eastern suburbs, you know, Miramar, Strathmore, Kilburnie, Lao Bay, and uh, yeah, you'll see the boys walking their dogs, uh, sometimes they're training, you know, or even when they have time, they'll come down and help out with the kids or be part of, uh, you know, giving some tips to help out other teams down at the club. And uh, but, but it's great to see, um, you know, uh, Adi and, um, and Julian grow uh, as men as well and as husbands and with their own little families, you know, soon. So, um, and also seeing um, Adi with his uh, clothing line as well. So it's great to see that they're not just focusing on rugby, you know, it's not just rugby, it's about, you know, what's ahead uh, and after rugby and also thinking about their families. And moving on to um, your career, mate, so Laughing Samoans, can you just tell us how that originated? And, um, yeah, I mean, you've obviously got shows coming up, but if you can just tell us about the origins of Laughing Samoans and maybe some of the special memories of, of what you've achieved in your career as a comedian. Yeah, well, uh, Laughing Samoans started back in 2003, and uh, Ete, um, Ete Wati Ete, who I uh, teamed up with with Laughing Samoans, he had a solo show called um, Laughing with Samoans, and there was uh, myself and James Nokise. So we did, uh, they did stand up, and I, well, it was all stand up, but I emceed it. And uh, when I first went on, you know, uh, after I heard the first crack of laughter, I just continued. And I was only supposed to be on for five minutes. It ended up being 10, 15. And uh, so, you know, at that moment, that's when I felt like this, this was my calling, you know, this is what I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, pretty much uh, the rest is history up to till last year, 2016. Laughing Samoans came to an end, and uh, yeah, it was it was time for for me to really uh, rethink. You know, things were were happening as well, and so for me, I had to choose um, spending more time with my family. We were away a lot, and it was it was time for a change as well. And so now that uh, so we we're we we're going for about 13, 14 years, toured around the world, shows in uh, the US, uh, over in uh, London, you know, the Pacific, Australia, and here in New Zealand. But now with my solo shows uh, that I've been doing, I can't believe it here in 2017. It's been really awesome and as a father as well to be able to plan my calendar around uh, my kids, you know. At the end of the day, um, you know, if, if I'm on my deathbed, I know I'm not going to be counting how much money I made. I'll be thinking about the time that I could have spent, you know, with my family. So, yeah, no, it's been good. It's been a real blessing. We've still got shows left. Uh, we've got a show in Brisbane and Forest Lake this weekend. Um, then we're up in Auckland next week and then uh, a show in Samoa uh, in December and then we'll have a break and then back on the road in, uh, in Jan with you know, music festivals like Eastern, uh, East Coast Vibes, uh, One Love and all that sort of stuff. So it's not just um, uh, the stand-up shows. You know, I do a lot of stuff with uh, MCing events, corporate events, festivals. And, uh, and I think one of my favourites is being able to do um, speaking uh, engagements to be able to talk with young people you know, just share my journey and the mistakes I made um, and uh, just encouraging them with uh, with their life journey as well. So, yeah, no, it's, it's really exciting and looking forward to next year. And obviously you do speak a lot to rugby teams and whether it's rugby league or union or other sports. And what kind of reception do you get from the players when you go in and you, and you chat to them? Yeah, the, the, the reception is really good. I think, um, you know, especially with uh, Pacific, Pacific Island uh, uh, young boys, uh, young men, um, you know, we, we really love, especially Samoa, we really love to have a good laugh. And sometimes when there are pretty serious messages or if there are certain messages they want to get across, you know, sometimes it's good to sort of like use laughter to get it across. You know, you have a laugh, but then you'll rethink and think, oh, you know, yeah, no, it's right. So um, I think that's been the, 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 the awesome tool that, that I have on, you know, being able to use is, is humour, sense of humour, you know, uh, laughing. 
and uh, and then also being able to get those messages across. But it's great just to meet the boys as well, and also to let them know, um, you know, what they do and how it affects the fan, you know, or someone who supports them or, or a family member, you know. And, and I'm a big fan of rugby and rugby league, and it's just nice to let them know that you know even what they do, they may think it's just a sport, but it does. It makes you know people happy, you know. And, uh, and sometimes it brings families together to watch a game, you know. So it's little things like that that sometimes we can take for granted and then realise that, you know, it's not just a, it's not just a, a game. It's actually an opportunity for people to come together to celebrate and enjoy sport. And uh, your humour, obviously very Pacific-themed, and obviously Pacifica people can relate um, to, to humour. But when you travel overseas to London and these other countries, how do those people relate, or how do they how do they react to your humour? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that's been really surprising is I didn't realise that the humour is quite universal. Um, you know, we go to Sydney, do shows there, and we get a lot of Lebanese, Italians, you know, uh, Australians coming to the shows. And it's because of the characters that we mention in the stories or you know, that they can relate to, you know, like the auntie that thinks she's God's gift to men, you know, she thinks she's the most beautiful thing in the world, and then you've got the uncle who thinks he knows everything, and, you know, but he doesn't, you know, he just always tries and flukes things, you know, just makes it up as he goes along, so, um, yeah, I, I think as long as people know, you know, the brand and, and, and the stories that I tell, you know, uh, and, and the, after doing it over a decade and, and now doing it solo, I think people know what to expect. And uh, we get a lot of people coming that have only just met Pacific Islanders before, uh, you know, recently, but they want to find out more. So, you know, they thought, well, why don't we go to a stand-up show and have a laugh and also experience or find out a bit more about being Pacific and Samoan. A question we ask a lot of the rugby players in the show is what players inspired them? And I guess the question for you is what kind of entertainers or performers inspired and influenced you when you were um, growing up? Yeah, well, you know, being a New Zealand-born Samoan, you know, I grew up with... uh, the late Billy T. James, um, who I thought was was amazing because he could sing. He was also a great artist, you know, a great sense of humour. Um, and then, you know, on TV back in the days, there was like uh, different strokes, you know. There were, you know, it was a lot of... Uh, I, I, I found that the British comedy was... Uh, I really loved, you know, uh, uh, even though I was really young, but Benny Hill, you know, uh, Kenny Everett, you know, these guys that I used to watch uh, with my uncle late at night. But um, I guess more recently it would be the late, uh, um, oh, sorry, uh, man, I can't remember. The, well, they're all Americans, but Samoan comedian Petelo would be uh, one of the all-time greats. Uh, it's all in Samoan, but he would play different characters. He could sing, and um, he was so quick. You know, he could just do anything, you know, give him a scenario, and he'll just, yeah, he'll blow everyone away. So, uh, yeah, he would definitely be one of my favorites, Petelo. And with, with social media now, um, you're plastered all over the world on YouTube, you know, everywhere. So there'll be people in Alaska, you know, watching your clips. Have you had any any stories, I guess, where you're in the most random place where you think no one would know who you are and you've just been recognised? Are, are there any funny stories like that? Yeah, I guess um, uh, when we were with Laughing Samoan, some of the most out-of-it places to be asked to, to go and perform was like Guam, Saipan, um, these were places I didn't even know existed, you know. Uh, and even mentioning Alaska, you know, I, I thought, you know, why why would we go to Alaska? Um, but, um, yeah, these are places where, and, and that's where, you know, where I've always been blown away about the, the humour and the material that we use, that it would, uh, you know, reach uh, across, you know, different communities like that. But being in Saipan was most one of the most out-of-it things, Guam, 
um, in a, one of the freakiest places, Alaska, is because when we were there, it was during summer, so it was 22 hours sunlight. And when it did go dark, it wasn't really that dark. So we started our show at 8, came back out 10.30 in the evening, and it was still daytime, you know, you know, sunlight. So, um, yeah, that would be one of the most... And the salmon, the seafood, king crabs. Oh, that's when I needed my gout pills. But, um, yeah, now so we'll perform in some amazing places, you know, London and, and, and all that. But I think the um, most rewarding is to be able to go back to Samoa and perform. Um, I guess for me, it's uh, as a Samoan, it's, uh, if you feel you can go back home to, or well, for me, if I can go back to where my parents were born and perform there and I enjoy it there, then, you know, for me, I feel like, you know, while I've done, you know, what I need to do, that, that would always be the ultimate is to go back to Samoa. So I'm looking forward to going back in December and doing another show there, which will be our second one this year. We saw the reception the All Blacks got in 2015 in Samoa. That was one of the most incredible yeah. things. Every village was decked out, eh? And, of course, um, The Rock, when yeah. he returned. Yeah. I bet you got a reception similar to him when you return? Oh, uh, no, I'm definitely not The Rock. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you know, you've, you've, you've seen uh, the way Pacific Islanders really respond to... Uh, and it's it's just one of those things, you know, where the, the nation, the people are really just uplifted, you know, to see their own, you know, become world champs, you know, no, because, you know, we, we know a lot of the backgrounds are very similar, you know, come from humble families, um, especially when, you know, you, you think about their parents or grandparents where they had to leave Samoa to come to New Zealand to work, didn't know the language, didn't know very much in terms of society here, but all they wanted was just to get a job, to work hard and look after family. So, you know, any time uh, these small countries, yeah, small island nations, you know, like Samoa, see any of our... Uh, people do well, whether it be sport, it could be the arts or business, you know. Anytime we see someone do well, you know, they're always happy and they're never shy to show it, you know. Whether they deck out the whole village, you know, you go down one village, and like you go to David Tour's village, you know. You know, everyone knows it's David Tour's village. There's a sign there that says, you know, when you go through. So it's just things like that. Um, and that's why, you know, for the players, I think, you know, it's uh, even though some of them may not choose to want to be role models, but, you know, People do think of them as role models, you know, like a lot of young kids, kids uh, look up to them. And it's, uh, but it's great to see them, you know, do really well. And it's uh, also another uh, option for our young kids to, you know, for role models. But yeah. And uh, in my role, I spend a lot of time on social media during live rugby games. And actually, your name pops up, your profiles pop up quite a lot. It seems every time there's a Hurricanes game, I'm all Warriors as well. <laughs> but, um, you're always chatting, so you're always watching the game and analysing it. Um, so tell us a bit about your online persona and how you follow sport online as well. Yeah, I think it's um, humour as well, you know, like, uh, you know, things that you see that are a bit funny. I mean, there was one where Lonnie Uhila, uh, you know, he, he sort of like, well, gave a bit of a whack on one of the South Africans uh, back of his head because he didn't give him the ball, you know. So, you know, it's little things like that and then you go on social media and talk about it or something the ref might do or, you know, it's, uh, I guess for me it's always trying to, you know, show that there's, uh, there's, a, there's a, a, I guess, a, a happier side regardless of win or lose, you know, and that sport is, is awesome but it's not everything, you know, and, uh, and also for me going on social media it's also trying to show support for a lot of the players that may be going through some of the, the you know, bad media or whatever, you know, people are bagging them and stuff, it's just trying to offer support for those guys as well, you know, to so that they can still keep their head up. But 
you know, learn from their lessons, you know, for all of us, you know, we live and we learn. And uh, But on social media, I love just to go on there. I'm not real, a real technical type guy, but I just love to go on there and just support my team, the Hurricanes, obviously, um, the All Blacks. Um, they haven't been on Twitter for Warriors in a long time because they haven't won in, in quite a while. But, uh, but you know, I'm a, I'm, 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 even though I was born Wellington and New Zealand, I'm Samoan, I'm a big Queensland fan, you know, Maroons, uh, the Broncos. So, uh, yeah, nah, I just love uh, ripping uh, uh, my teams and, uh, and always love the banter, you know, on social media. But it's, I think it's, you know, always good to, to know that it's not, you know, the, the game isn't everything, you know, and that there's life after, you know, the final whistle and, and after their careers and stuff. Sure, that's a good uh, message to remember, absolutely. And with the Canes, I'm a Canes fan as well, Wellington born and raised, um, 21 years before we won the title, but how good was it to lift that title a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was amazing. Well, I thought the year before we were going to, you know, but I mean, uh, a year later I was happy, you know, because mainly because we were the last New Zealand franchise to win it. So I didn't want to keep going to family um, functions where everyone's like, hey, have you guys won a Super Rugby? You know, it's like, oh, come on, man. So to, to not win it that year before and then to win it the next year, you know, it was just as sweet. And that's what I say to a lot of my family, you know, about the Warriors. You know, you just got to hang in there, be loyal, you know. You never know, you know, after 21 years, the Warriors might win it, you know. If the Hurricanes can do it, then the Warriors can do it. And, uh, yeah, so, but it was awesome. Our family were happy. You know, and I just went straight on social media, you know, to everyone, you know, all my family were on there. Te- so they were teasing me once the Highlanders won the year before, you know, saying the Hurricanes are never going to do it, they choke and all that. But even the year after we won it, you know, the, the consistency of, uh, you know, be, still being able to make it up in top four and that sort of stuff. I'm really looking forward to uh, the season for the Hurricanes 2018. And, uh, yeah, big, big season next year. Um, any players you think we should... Look out for keep an eye on in the hurricanes. Oh man, you know you got to look out for the nephew, mate. Uh, now, yeah, there, there's a lot of players uh, I'm really looking forward to. I mean, Alex Fado, you know, uh, Safo Omoa, obviously. Um, but I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, what Julian's going to bring, you know, for 2018 season. Um, but just as a team, you can tell they all get on. You know, I, I just love the culture that they have in there. And I just hope that it sticks in there um, and, and carries on. Great to see, uh, um, you know, guys like Vaififita, Laumape, you know, really grow being in the Hurricanes environment. And even the likes of uh, Fats, you know, Fatialofa, uh, you know, all, all these guys that are from outside of Wellington to be able to come in and be uh, uh, able to grow as a player and become All Blacks. And, you know, it's been awesome. And, and that's why I'm, why I'm really proud of the Hurricanes. It's what they've done in the lives of these other young players that have come through the system. So, uh, yeah, now really looking forward to 2018. And talking about Alex and uh, Asafa with two props that run like Jonah Lomu, I mean, how did we end up with those two? How exciting are they going to be? Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, uh, Alex back in the day was a second five, you know, and uh, but he just, um, uh, like me, you know, just um, enjoy our food and stuff. But, you know, we were with Alex just last week and he's lost a lot of weight, you know. So and and that's what's really awesome to see is that these boys are serious about their careers, and uh, you know because with Islanders we love our food, and then when you start seeing some of these boys start to really take their diet and, and training seriously, then you know that um, there's something happening which is really encouraging these boys to to really train hard and make the most of the the opportunity. So I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing Asaf and Alex pair up, um, you know, for the Hurricanes next year. And, uh, and and congratulations to our uh, for making the All Blacks. So 
I think what you know, watching the video of him getting all his gears and getting kitted up, I think um, you know would have been emotional for his family. And uh, but a lot of his brothers and, and cousins will be licking their lips, thinking, "Whoa, you know, it's a married ass gears," you know. So um, I think there's more pressure on us to come back home with gears than it is to play well for for the All Blacks. But yeah, now all the best to the Hurricanes, and I'll be right behind them next year. Like you're saying, they definitely have to be disciplined as a professional sportsman if you're going to make it in this day and age. But um, after all that hard training, when a suffer or Alex, for example, when they return home and they, they get their island feed cooked up for them, what do you think? What, do, what does it go to? What do you think would be the best plate of island food for them? Or for you, that matter? Yeah, well, I, I reckon they'll probably go straight to the corned beef. Uh, but I'll drain out the fat first, you know. <laughs> Not really. That's the sweetest thing is the fat, man. But uh, yeah, they'll probably go to that, even some KFC, you know, some good fried chicken. Um, it's a good taro, which is, uh, you know, the old um, salmon steroids. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's so much to pick from. Chop suey. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely chop suey. And maybe have some luau, um, some coco samoa. Yeah, definitely the pancakes, the pancakes, uh, even uh, the pork buns, you know, uh, but, you know, all that stuff I don't really indulge in anymore. You know, I'm, I'm really wanting to make this Hurricanes team 2019, so I'm on a strict diet. You know, only one cheat meal, you know, during breakfast and one cheat meal at lunch, one cheat meal at dinner. So <laughs> it's uh, some advice there for the aspiring rugby players. <laughs> hey, um, summer's coming up. We're not far away. Christmas, What what's your plans? What are you doing over the break? Yeah, no, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, at home during the break. Um, so we have, uh, there's uh, a church, I'm, I'm one of the organists at church, so um, our, our two main uh, organists will be going for family reunion Samoa. So during Christmas and New Year's, I'll be covering uh, you know those weeks. So I'm looking forward to spending Christmas at home and also being back at church as well, playing the organ, and uh, which is something that I love doing. But no, nothing relaxing. Really praying for a good summer, good weather, so that the, you know we can be with the kids outside all the time and uh, barbecues, you know. Uh, but you know, low-fat sausages and stuff like that, gluten-free uh, bread and. And, you know, I'll be, you know, really watching my dietary requirements and stuff for the season 2019. But, yeah, no, um, just relaxing, spending uh, as much quality time as you can with immediate family, extended family, and, uh, before, you know, going back on the road again next year with uh, with work. And three kids, are they getting involved in sport at all? or? Yeah, um, our oldest boy is uh, brought up uh, pretty much through rugby league the last four years. Um He's always still an Aorys boy, but he plays for Hunters uh, Rugby League. And then our youngest two had Aorys playing Ripper. But uh, our middle boy loves basketball. He's got his basketball at the moment. And our youngest one is, is still trying to figure out what he wants to do outside of rugby. So, uh, But they do. They do love their sports. Our oldest one is also trying um, water polo. He said he wanted to try because he likes the swimming pool. But, uh, I mean, it's good for him, you know, just to help him work out, you know, while he's not playing rugby. But um, yeah, our kids are, are happy kids. You know, they enjoy sport. They enjoy anything like most kids. Um, and and I guess for us as parents, just want to be there, to support them, and um, and let them know that you know we we're there. You know, support whatever they they, they decide to do. So yeah. And you're back over to Aussie to perform. Obviously, you've got quite a big following there. Um, but when will we see you back in NZ on stage again? I'll probably be back in NZ uh, next year, February. Uh, we'll confirm dates in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I love coming back to Wellington. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll cover all, like as usual, Christchurch, you know, Auckland, the main cities, Wellington, uh, and then also over in Australia as well. So, 
yeah, and I really appreciate everyone's support, you know, especially with my solo career this year. And hopefully people will come out and uh, watch more of my stuff during the year. And you filmed a bit of content with allblacks.com today. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what to expect? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's uh, great to be a part of the, the All Blacks uh, family, you know, so to say. Um, but, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it, being able to bring one of my characters, Uncle Sam, you know, into the mix. And um, and I think people enjoy it. You know, it's an uh, uncle that a lot of people probably have, thinks he knows everything, but uh, makes it up as he goes along. But it was good good to add a bit of humour to Team All Blacks and uh, and great to see that, um, you know, the All Blacks do more than just, uh, you know, the team. You know, there's other aspects to it, uh, the stuff that they do with the video footage, uh, also um, behind the scenes of the players and that and their lives and what they do outside of rugby and also some of these uh, awesome uh, 12 Days of Christmas which I think is an awesome thing as well, where people, fans can get involved, uh, might get a surprise or something, but it, it's good to, to see them, uh, you know, getting involved in things outside of the, uh, you know, uh, playing on the on the field. And for those fans out there that want to follow you online, see so you on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, so uh, my Twitter is uh, at Laughing Sar, well, which is uh, at uh, L-A-F-I-N-G-S-A. Um, also, my Facebook is uh, Tofinga Fepuleai, and um, on Insta it's just Tofinga, T-O-F-I-G-A. But yeah, nah, follow us if, if you want a bit of a laugh, and uh, and even just find out what I do behind the scenes of, you know, when I'm off the stage and, and, and not doing the speaking engagements and things like that. Hey, Tofinga, thanks for joining us today, and uh, all the best for your summer break and um, your career going forward. Thank you very much, Andy, and uh, go to All Blacks. Oh, 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 oh,